Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe, and I am looking forward to talking to you today. I'm excited to get back into this. I took a little hiatus for Thanksgiving and to spend some time with my family, and now we're getting back into it. As we look to the sprint to finish the year, the holidays are here. And with that comes all sorts of stress and drama and trauma for people. I want to talk about that in this podcast. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, let's talk about the holidays, that wonderful time of year where the snow is falling and music is playing and gifts are being bought and you're debating, will my husband stay married to me if I kill his sister? That is real life that we're facing. There's a lot of drama and trauma that comes around the holidays. For some of you, it's not that you have to go see someone that you don't want to see. It's that you can't see someone that you do want to see. I'd fall into that camp. My mom has passed, and I'm never going to see her again. Uh, My dad lives in PA, and given just circumstances, we're not going to be able to see each other for, for the holidays at all. We can see each other at different times of the year, but the holidays, it doesn't work out. And so... There's drama or trauma at either end of that. And I want to talk about how do we respond? How do we get through the holidays in a way that is beneficial to everyone this year? Let's deal with the first side of it first. Let's deal with the you're stuck going to someone's house that you don't want to go to. Or maybe you want to go to their house, but you don't want to have to deal with the people who show up there. Uh, You know, your wife's mother's. You love going there, but you don't like your wife's sister or your wife's brother. I don't know. Let's deal with that one first. First of all, I do want to point this out. You don't have to go. Like that is one of the things you you can talk to your spouse. You can talk to your partner and be like, hey, let's talk about going. What does it mean if we don't go? What does it mean for us to create our own traditions? One of the things that we enjoy, we being my wife and I, is we have our own traditions, our own experiences, and they're different than both of the traditions and experiences that we grew up with. Uh, There are things that we do every year for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, that are our traditions. With technology today, you know, certainly we can have uh, grandparents be a part of the experience uh, without actually being there. You know, they can they can FaceTime in or whatever works there. Or maybe your kids are getting older and you want to do it that way. I, I'm just saying you don't have to go. Now, quite frankly, there are sometimes that we probably would go and sometimes that we don't go. It happens to be uh, one of the recreational seasons here in Michigan over Thanksgiving. So we tend to stay home for that. Over Christmas, it's a little bit different. We've done both. We've traveled and we've stayed home. Uh, But one of the things that I tell my clients all the time is you don't have to go anywhere. You're grown adults. You get to choose what you're going to do with your holiday. Now, you going to your spouse, to your husband, to your wife and saying, hey, I don't want to go, that could cause stress in your relationship. That might cause some difficult conversations. That might cause some conflict. But as you already know, if you've been listening to this this podcast for any amount of time, I'm all for that. Go ahead and do that. Embrace that. Engage that. And once you come to the fruition of that conversation, once you end that conversation and you've decided, okay, we're going, uh, but I still have these concerns, there are some general principles you can follow. One of them is rule six from the six rules of communication that I talk about in my book. I talk about my conferences. I talk about them just about everywhere. When you get to wherever it is you're going, right? So there's, there's different styles of parenting. One of the things that we don't have really much in our society anymore is the ability to disagree. If you disagree with somebody, you're judging them, uh, you're, you're calling them out. I disagreed with somebody on Facebook today, and then I deleted the comment. 
I mean, put it up, hit enter. It's like, nope, it's not worth it. Deleted it. Uh, apparently, in that amount of time, somehow they saw it. And just flew off the handle at me. You know, just going intense. And I was like, no, I actually agree with what you're saying. You know, the second part of it. But I do disagree with this first part of it. And... We've lost it. In fact, I actually said one of the reasons I deleted the comments because we don't disagree well anymore, period, let alone on Facebook. And I just didn't think it was worth it. I thought it was too nuanced of a conversation. So when you're going to relatives' houses, there's a really good chance you're going to disagree on how things should be done. And in reality, everybody's an expert somehow, right? Because of Google, because of DuckDuckGo or whatever it's called, everybody seems to feel that they're an expert on how things should be done. Or maybe somebody has had some trauma that they're not healed from, that they're hanging on to, that they're creating as part of their identity. So everything they do, if you bring it up, they kind of end up with the, well, you don't know what my life was like, or you don't know how hard it was for me, or they're whiny, or they complain, or they like to talk about politics. You know, they love Trump, they hate Trump. I don't know, I don't care. They think the wall should be built. They think it shouldn't be built. Whatever it is, it just gets under your skin. One of the realities of life is, is we pick our spouses. We don't pick the family that comes with them. And sometimes that's frustrating. So here's the first principle. That's okay. That's principle number one. You don't have to like your husband's sister. You don't have to like the way she parents. You don't have to like your sister's sister, your wife's sister. Wow, your sister's sister. I'm a little tired and I got hung up there for a minute. I apologize. You don't have to like your wife's sister or her husband. Or whatever. You don't have to. You don't have to. You just have to be kind. Now, kind isn't the same as nice. In our society, we kind of worship at the altar as nice. That's probably another podcast. But you do have to be kind. But it's okay. Here's the first principle. You need to settle settle down with this. It is okay to not like somebody that you have to hang out with. And you can still be kind to them, even if you don't like them. Which then begs the question, how do we go about that? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to consider the six rules of communication. The sixth rule, I think I briefly touched on it earlier and then I got a little uh, disfocused and now I'm back on focus here. The sixth rule in the six rules of communication asks this question, does it, whatever it is, have to be a problem? Which brings up all sorts of other questions. Well, how do you determine that? What's the process you use? What I suggest is that you use the 555 rule, which very clearly just simply asks this question. If in five weeks, five months, five years, you're standing over this person's grave, doesn't matter. Now, in this situation, we might nuance it a little bit. And let's say that uh, Steve is married to Kelly. And he does not like Kelly's brother, John. And so Steve is there. And instead of saying, if in five weeks, five months, five years, I'm standing over John's grave, would this be a problem? Because it might still be a problem because he doesn't like John. What if in five weeks, five months, five years, he's standing over Kelly's grave? Would he want those memories to be what ran through the family? Or if he was dead? In other words, think with the end in mind. I know this sounds a little morbid when we start talking about holidays, but really and truly, does it matter if somebody's dying? Because if it doesn't matter then, it doesn't matter now. Because we're all dying. Every one of us. Everybody, take a deep breath. Come on, ready? One, two, three, in. And out. Congratulations, you're one breath closer to death. 
This principle is called living with legacy in mind. Does it have to be a problem? Does the offense have to be a problem? Why can't we let things go in our society? Why can't someone who thinks California's wildfires are caused by climate change be friends with someone who thinks it's bad uh, wildlife management policies in California that cause them? Why can't they be friends? Because they can't let stuff go. Why can't someone who says this thing, you know, that thing that's really hot right now is wrong, be friends with someone who says this thing, whatever that really hot thing is, is okay. Be friends. Because we've lost the ability to just let things go. We're so addicted to outrage and offense that we forget to stop and ask ourselves, wait, does this have to be a problem? What do I want my legacy to be? What do I want my children's enduring memories to be of this holiday? Now, you don't control other people, and maybe somebody else doesn't care about that, and they start yelling and calling names. Well, that probably has to be a problem. But most of the time, I find it difficult to believe that people couldn't just swallow their offense for 12 hours, for two days. So the first principle is, it's okay. You don't have to like everybody. The second principle is you do have to be kind and we have to have some sort of metric for that. And part of that is, does this really matter? Whatever the offense is. Whatever, do, is it just somebody I just don't dislike? Well, I can still be kind to them. I can still have fun. I can still build good memories. Will this matter? That's the question we ask. Will this matter if I'm dying? If my wife's dying, will this matter? When the person that you don't like is dead, will it matter? If it doesn't, then it probably doesn't now, right? And so we can be kind. Now, the, the other way then, the third thing that we have to consider is, is we need to manage the time that we spend with people who are grinding on us. Because what we don't want, and this happens a lot, believe me, I know because these people come and we see an uptick in our, in our new clients, is they go visit family and it's worse than when uh, they start, they, they feel worse than when they left. They don't actually come back from vacation feeling refreshed. They feel overused, if you will. They feel wore down. And if at all possible, we want to avoid that. We want to have the ability to feel refreshed when we come back from the holidays. So the, the next principle is we want to manage our time with the people who grind on us. Can you get a hotel? Can you find a way for just your family to make some trips? Now, here's the thing. Usually when I bring this up to in the room, people say to me, well, no, because then my mother-in-law will say something. To which I always reply, so what? In fact, that's going to be an, its a very own episode in just a few weeks. The so what question. It's my favorite question uh, for anything. So what? It's okay, so your, your mother-in-law makes a, a, a comment. Your dad makes a comment. Your mom makes a comment. Somebody makes a comment. Who cares? Are you really going to spend the rest of your life without somebody making a comment? I, I think two things work against us. We have unrealistic expectations about what family should look like. And we can't be wrong. People can't disagree with us. They have to agree with us. And if they don't, well then, it's time to fight. That's craziness. And so if, if you need to, if you're caught and, and your, your brother-in-law just grinds on you, Find time to be away. Have a hard conversation with whoever the, the holiday planner person is. What is the things that I have to be at? Right now, this is assuming you're traveling. If it's just a dinner, then it's just avoid topics. Find a reason to go outside to your car. Go to the bathroom and uh, have an unusually long bowel movement. You know, sit and twiddle on your phone for a few minutes. 
Yeah, like, like it's okay to create some space to catch your breath. Now, if you're traveling, you need to find some time to recharge. Find some time to yourself. You don't have to be at every single thing that happens. So maybe you go and you go, you get a hotel and you take your kids swimming. Or maybe you go and you really like your father-in-law, but his son drives you nuts. So you go for a walk with your father-in-law, if you, if you know if the weather permits. Whatever it is, find some space to manage the, 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 the interaction of the people that you're with, especially the ones that grind on, you, grind on you. A very difficult truth for people to accept is that life doesn't go the way we want it to. In fact, when I say that, it's so obvious people laugh at it and they kind of like, what do you mean? But the, the truth is most of the time when people are engaging in distress with family, it's because something isn't going the way that they thought it should. And that's okay. It's okay that it didn't go the way that you thought it should. And it's okay that you're frustrated by it. Just be kind. Just create space when you can. Find some time to just invest in you and the people in your nuclear family, your spouse, your children, etc. It's okay for your in-laws to be disappointed. It's okay for your parents to be disappointed. One of the things that I often run into is one spouse will be like, I just, I just think we should stay home this Christmas. And the other one's like, yeah, but my mom. And it's usually the guys. Guys, I have good news. It's okay if your mom's disappointed. It is. It's okay if you tell your mom, yeah, you know, we're going to stay home this year and spend Christmas Day at home. We'll see you in a few days or a few weeks, whatever, however it works, depending on your situation. It's okay. It's okay if someone is disappointed in you. It doesn't mean the end of the world. It doesn't mean that you're a bad son or a bad daughter. It's okay. It's okay. If I could sing, I'd sing that for you, but I can't sing, so I won't. You have to accept the fact that A, it's okay that you're not going to get along with everybody in your spouse's family or your family. B, you can still be kind. And one of the best ways to manage that is to ask yourself, what, why does that whatever this is that's bothering me have to be a problem? Use it as a time to reflect inside yourself. And then, of course, I'm a big fan of the other six rules, which I've talked about in another episode. You can communicate anything. Just, just practice mirroring. If you've not seen mirroring and you haven't read my book, The Emotionally Secure Couple, feel free to go to the webpage of The Emotionally Secure Couple book. You can watch a video on my wife and I mirroring. It's, it's just good active listening. Just practice that while you're there. And at the same time, manage the interactions that you have with the people that grind on you, which might mean that somebody's disappointed in you, and that's okay. That's okay. They can be disappointed in you. All right, let's switch our attention here for a second, two or a few minutes, to those of you who are grieving. Uh, you don't like the holidays because you're grieving. Maybe you've lost a spouse, you've lost a loved one, you've lost a mother, a father, a brother, a sister. Maybe you're just alone. Maybe you haven't lost anyone, but you thought you'd be married by now and you're not, or you're married and you thought you'd have kids and you don't, and it just isn't what you thought it would be. First of all, I want to tell you I'm sorry. Whatever your grief is, I'm sorry, because it's painful, and originally grief wasn't meant to be part of the story, and yet here we are with it. Maybe your son or your daughter is deployed, or your husband or your wife, or your brother or your sister is deployed. Someone you love is deployed, and you're not going to be able to spend the holidays with them. I want you to know that, that grief is a common human experience. There's nothing I'm going to say in the next 5-10 minutes that's going to make it better. Nothing. And I think that's actually part of the problem because when, let's say that your spouse died, people know that, that you know it's not going to be the same for you. 
and they want to say something, but they don't know what to say, so they say something stupid, and that doesn't help. So I'm not. I'm. I'm going to try to avoid that. I'm hopefully I won't say anything stupid, but it. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to not love Christmas. It's okay to not love the holidays. It's not okay to be mean. It's not okay. You got to be kind. But it's okay. It's okay to fully embrace the grief and yet find a way to live. I think that's one of the things that makes humans just so amazing to me is they can embrace grief, they can embrace loss, and they can still move forward to find meaning. They can still move forward to find purpose. And you can still celebrate. Because the converse side of that is true as well. It's okay to celebrate the holidays if you're grieving. You're not dishonoring your loved one that you've lost by celebrating the holiday. If your mom passed, your dad passed, someone you love passed, you're not dishonoring them by celebrating these holidays and enjoying them. I usually try to suggest to my clients, just go with what is. If, if you want to celebrate the holidays, celebrate them. If you're celebrating them and suddenly you're sad, that's okay. Just, just try to be as aware of your feelings as you can. Uh, embrace them. It's okay, whatever you're feeling. If you're sad, be sad. If you're angry, be angry. Don't be mean to other people, but it's okay to be angry. We tend to think that anger, it's bad to be angry. Maybe you're angry because it's your first Christmas without somebody. Or maybe you had a traumatic event this year. Maybe you were raped. Maybe you were assaulted. Maybe you were mugged. And it makes you mad that the world just keeps going. Then just go with that emotion for a few moments. Sit in it. Be attentive to your emotions and to your feelings. It's okay to have different emotions and feelings. What you need to do, though, and this is the hard part, is embrace that there's going to be a wide breadth of experiences, probably. You might be good one day. Maybe, you know what? Maybe you got divorced. Maybe this is your first holiday season divorce, or maybe you just got served divorce papers, and you're not sure what to do. That's okay. You don't have to have everything solved. It's okay to have fun in moments of distress. It's okay to enjoy yourself in moments of sadness. And it's okay to go the whole holiday season and just not be happy. But you do want to be careful with that, right? Because that could lead to in depression and other problems. So, so hopefully, if you're going an entire holiday season and you're sad every day, you're talking to someone about it. You're, you're regularly getting some mental health therapy, what we call talk therapy. That's important. It's good. One of, the, one of the things that I love about therapy is there is this concept of I'm doing my best and I have to do better. Uh, I can embrace and accept the reality of what is and accept it and at the same time look to grow and look to move forward, look to improve, look to do something different even while I'm accepting my current. This is such a huge principle for good mental and emotional health. How do you move forward? Well, what you do is you have to accept where you're at. So if you're if you're not up for these holidays because something bad happened, that's okay. You're like, Joe, it's three years ago, five years ago. That's okay. As, as far as I know, there's no timetable on grief. There's no, there's no clock that when it runs out, that's it. You're not allowed to be sad anymore. It's okay to miss people. It's okay to experience all of your emotions. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to be happy for a friend and at the same time have something inside of you that is 
sad that is, uh, can I say it out loud, a little jealous, right? Like, I think this is one of the things I know I just said, right? I apologize. I'm not going to edit it out. One of the things that trips people up is that they, their friend does something. And while they're at the same time happy for them, they're also a little jealous, Maybe I'm searching for a goal. You know, let me actually let me just kick it back to something real. 16 years ago, 18 years ago, uh, my wife had a miscarriage, and just a few months later, we found out that our friends, very good friends, neighbors at the time, were pregnant. I was both happy for them, sad, and jealous. And it was right around Christmas when we found out. That's all okay. It's okay to have a wide breadth of emotions when you're dealing with other people, when you're dealing with the holidays, when you're dealing with yourself and what's going on in your life. Just just one of the things that people have to do is they have to normalize it and understand that we're complicated people. You can feel both happiness for someone and jealousy at the same time. You can feel happiness and sadness at the same time. The question is, which feeling, which emotion are you going to feed? Which emotion, which feeling are you going to feed? That's what matters. Our habits of thinking drive the rest of our life. And so maybe you're sad because you don't have the resources to give your kids the Christmas that you'd like to. You can accept that. You can be happy for your friends that do. And at the same time, you can be sad about that. Now, there's other things you could do, right? You could make a list of what are the things that you do have for your kids. You have a roof. Maybe you have food. Well, hopefully you have food. If you don't have food and a roof, there are resources available for you. Contact our office and we can put you in touch with the right people. But it's okay to be complicated. It's okay to be messy. Hopefully you're hearing the theme of this. It's okay. It's just okay. If you need to grieve, grieve. If you're happy, be happy. Don't chase happiness. So I've talked about that in another podcast. If you chase happiness, it's like trying to grab smoke and lift it uh, to the ceiling. Pull it off the ceiling and put it on the floor. You can't do that. You can chase contentment, and the byproduct of that is happiness. But even contentment, right? Contentment is born from the idea of, I am comfortable I can accept where I'm at and yet at the same time strive for more. But truly be comfortable where I'm at, accepting where I'm at. Whatever your grief is, and I know this time of year can be really hard on people. You've lost loved ones. I know of people whose spouses have committed suicide around this time of year. I know people who they just, they feel alone. They see all the revelry, all the happiness on TV. They see the movies that all aren't reflective of life at all, but they all always work out. And they just feel like they're at the end of their rope. They just feel like they can't go on. We're getting less daylight. That affects our happiness. It's okay to be sad, but don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt your loved ones. Fight that sadness while at the same time accepting it. Go, go get talk therapy. If you have to go to a hospital, go to a hospital. Whatever you have to do, do it. Because today, this week, this month, this season is just a chapter in your life. That's all. Write a new chapter. Okay, so as we move into the holiday season, we are going to do, I am going to do regular podcast episodes. Uh, tonight's entire, or today, whenever you're listening to them, I'm recording it at night. 
today's entire episode is based off of really a bunch of questions that I got regarding uh, how do we handle the holidays? What do we do for the holidays? If you have a question that you'd like to have answered, you can feel free to reach out to me. My Twitter is at Joe Martino. Uh, You can go to JoeMartino.com, click on the contact me page. In the subject line, put something about the podcast. And and then just write the email and I'll know that it's for me. Uh, You can reach me at Twitter. I already said that. And and online at Facebook is at Joe Martino Counseling. So Facebook.com forward slash Joe Martino Counseling. Whatever happens this holiday season, it'll be okay. So if if you're going somewhere and you're like, man, I don't know that I want to handle this person. I don't know how I'm going to handle this person. Just accept that it's okay that you don't like them. Figure out how to be kind and embrace, you know, some sort of system. I would suggest the 555 rule, you know, thinking about the end. Uh, when, when I'm done with my life, what do I want my legacy to be and how I interacted with these people? Uh, what, what, what does it tell my spouse when I am nice to her brother and I don't like him? Or when I am nice to his sister and I don't like her? Right. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about all of us. What, what happens? How do we do that? Now, I, to be honest with you, I'm pretty fortunate. My in-laws are pretty cool. I really like them. Uh, my wife's sister is pretty cool. I like her. She got other sister, another sister, another brother, but they're, they're not local. Right. But there's, there can be stress anywhere you go and it's okay. You have to look out for how do you build a legacy that matters to you. You have to accept the fact that you're not going to like everyone. But you got to be kind to everyone. And then, so manage that time. Manage your interactions. Find time to build into your family. If you're not looking forward to the holiday seasons because you're grieving because bad things happen, maybe you're look, not looking forward to the holiday season, but you're looking forward to the beginning of 2019. That's going to be a podcast in just a few weeks because then you get to kind of say goodbye to 2018. That's okay too. There's really not like some rule book on how you have to handle the holidays. All right. Write me. Tell me about your experiences at the at, during the holidays. Tell me about what you found that has worked to help you manage expectations. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at joemartino.com. You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the contact me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.